Shalom. I'm Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. So glad you're with us today. With me is my friend and colleague, Bobby Walter, and Bobby leads the work of Chosen People Ministries in what I call sometimes the true Holy Land, Brooklyn, New York. So welcome, Bobby. Yes, thank you so much, Mitch, and shalom and welcome to the program, everyone. Uh, Today on The Chosen People, we are going to be taking a look at Jesus and his relationship with the Jewish people. Very, very important topic. And we even have a special treat for you. Actually, we have two special treats for you. We have not one, but two guests who are here with us today. Dr. Rich Freeman is going to be helping us understand the heart of the Apostle Paul. And then later on, we're going to hear from Dr. Alan Shore as well. In 1894, Rabbi Leopold Cohn founded Chosen People Ministries in Brooklyn, New York. And today, we stand as a credible, well-established mission that combines Jesus' biblical imperative to go and make disciples with the call to evangelize to the Jewish people first. We accomplish this mission with innovative and forward-thinking creativity. And if you'd like to partner with us this year, go to chosenpeople.com offer, and then click on the Give Today button. You can also give a gift through the mail or over the phone. Find all the details at chosenpeople.com offer. Your gifts help us continue to proclaim the good news that Messiah has come to Jewish people around the world. And for that, we thank you for your partnership. Welcome back. You are listening to The Chosen People. My name is Robert Walter. I'm here with Mitch Glazer, and we are being joined right now by Rich Freeman, uh, who is a close friend of mine and Mitch's as well. Uh, he helped disciple me when I was a younger believer living down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, he was one of my professors, and he was not a fair grader at all. Uh, but nevertheless, I still love Rich very much. I, I heard the reputation, Bobby, about his grading, and he teaches homiletics, the art of preaching. Right. And uh, because he teaches the art of preaching, we're going to uh, ask him about uh, a book that he wrote called The Heart of the Apostle. Uh, the Gentile Great Commission is the sort of the subtitle. And uh, I know that that was uh, part of your uh, Doctor of Ministry degree at Gordon-Conwell Seminary. Correct, Rich? It was. It was really... Um the book was one of the chapters in my thesis, doctoral thesis, and ultimately um, really was the most important part of uh, the preaching class that I teach uh, because of the importance of the, the three chapters of Romans that uh, really are so important in Messianic ministry. Well, that's great. So what, what made you, Rich, uh, address Romans 9 through 11? Um, it became more important to you, but what made you address that? How, is that an important part of the argument of the Book of Romans, or uh, is this something that you've just been passionate about since you've been a believer? Well, as, as a as a new believer, I I studied uh, the Book of Romans extensively. Uh, I was uh, discipled by Sam Nadler, who was the former president of Chosen People Ministries, and I remember buying a a book of four volumes on Romans by Donald Gray Barnhouse. And uh, and it was mostly devotional uh, commentary, uh, but it really uh, helped solidify my love for the book. Uh, But at the end of Romans chapter 8, Paul kind of takes a detour. And uh, 
I began studying the reason why. And looking at uh, the various commentators who had different explanations, it seemed to me that, that Paul understood that as the first eight chapters ended, and he concluded with uh, the statement that nothing could separate us from the love of God, which is in Messiah Jesus our Lord, that he anticipated a question. And the question was, if that's true, then what happened to Israel, to the Jewish people? And uh, I think Paul used the next three chapters to answer that question. And so I really began focusing on those three chapters uh, where Paul kind of explains God's plan for Israel uh, through the book of Romans, through those three chapters, but also shares his heart for his brethren according to the flesh, as he calls them, uh, regarding mm. their lostness. Well, that's great. Thank you. That's 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 helps us all. And uh, just real quickly, now you lead the Southern Florida branch of Chosen People Ministries. Is that what you do, and where you live? Well, we're in South Florida, which is the third largest Jewish population in the United States, outside of the New York area and uh, Southern California. Uh, and I'm a New Yorker. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, uh, and so. Uh, for me, the Jewish population here is very northeastern. So the, the more Jewish part of it is the northeast, which would be the 95 part. And so we have people from Boston, from New York, from Philadelphia, from Baltimore, from the D.C. area, all up and down the 95 corridor. And, uh, you know, South Florida is sort of tug-in-cheek called the sixth borough of New York because there are so many New Yorkers down here. I have a very important question then. How are the bagels in South Florida? Are they are they decent? They they attempt to be. Uh, okay. We we have a, a place that uh, claims to bring down Brooklyn water to make their bagels. They call them Brooklyn water bagels, but I'm skeptical. Uh, now I know why the water trucks are coming down 95 all the time. So there you go. Got that. So Rich, I have a, a an interesting question. Let me pose it to you this way: When you meet the Apostle Paul in person, because that day, that day is coming. Scares the daylights out of me, actually. Uh, actually, I, I think I'm more afraid of meeting Isaiah than Paul. But when you meet the Apostle Paul in person, what questions would you ask him about Romans, especially Romans 9 through 11? What, what, what left you wondering in your wonderful study of Romans 9 through 11? I think the, the one question that I would probably ask the Apostle Paul would have to do with Romans 11.11, which is a a very important verse to us in Messianic ministry that says salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. And Paul, as the apostle to the Gentiles, clearly was hoping that his Gentile converts uh, to the Messiah would understand the need to be reaching the Jewish people. And historically, that simply didn't happen. So I guess I would say to Paul, why, why does he think it didn't happen? And uh, is there something somehow that, that we missed uh, as far as getting Gentiles more involved in bringing the gospel uh, to Jewish people? Because it, it seems that, uh, that there's a, a very small niche of Gentile believers who really feel that burden. And yet Paul was writing to the whole Gentile community with that verse. Okay. Uh, good answer. I hope Paul answers your question successfully uh, when, when, when you see him. Yeah, by that time it won't matter. <laughs> uh, but it does matter now, doesn't it? Because one of the purposes of this program is to try and enrich the lives of Gentile Christians in particular 
to help them understand the Jewish side to the gospel, to see the Bible through Jewish eyes, and to have a heart for reaching Jewish people with the message of the Messiah. I'm going to ask you a, a quick question, Rich, if we can just really be brief. If you can give me sort of one sentence that summarizes your understanding of Romans 9, Romans 10, and Romans 11. So one, one sentence or even one word for, for each chapter. Well, I would say it's past, present, and future. Uh, Romans 9 deals with primarily with the past. God's dealing with Israel in the past, uh, primarily through the Hebrew Scriptures. Romans 10 is the present where Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire, my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation, dealing with their present condition of lostness, the vast majority of Jewish people not knowing the Lord. And Romans 11 is obviously future, where he talks about uh, the time when the Messiah returns to earth and the Jewish people see him and it says, and thus all Israel will be saved. So if I was going to answer that briefly, it would be past, present, and future. Nine past, ten present, eleven future. Great answer. I think that'll help a lot of our folks take a new look at Romans 9, 10, and 11 with that understanding. And may I encourage you uh, to open your Bibles and read Romans 9, 10, and 11. I think there's a lot to learn. I want to ask you this question. Uh, in Romans 10, Paul asks the Gentile believers primarily, although there was a mixed church in Rome of Jews and Gentiles, but he asks, I believe, primarily the Gentile believers in Jesus to pray for the Jewish people. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is for their salvation. And I think that's his encouragement to ask them to pray. So how can we invite the folks listening today to the chosen people to pray for Jewish people and to pray for you and your ministry in Florida? What I, what I think uh, we're asking people to do is, is understand, number one, that Jewish people, like everyone else, apart from Jesus, are lost. And uh, sometimes people have a hard time with that because obviously Jewish people are still the chosen people. Uh, but that doesn't mean they don't need Jesus, and that's Paul's right. part. And so right. I would encourage people to understand the need to bring the gospel to Jewish people that, uh, that they're lost, and to, to recognize that there's a lot of history uh, regarding anti-Semitism in the past, uh, to understand why there, there's a, a difficulty for Jewish people to embrace Jesus, and to do it in a sensitive way, to share the, the, the Messiah as the Jewish Messiah and Savior of the world in a way that would be sensitive to Jewish people and encourage them for us here in South Florida to, to pray for people who are set in their ways. We're, we're dealing with a mostly older community who uh, is very difficult for them to see Jesus as being relevant to the Jewish community. So pray for that. Well, great. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for sharing. And uh, I know that a lot of people are going to take a, a new look at Romans 9, 10, and 11. Such a critical portion of Scripture. God bless and thanks, Rich. Okay, thank you. Romans 1.16 reminds us that the power of salvation is to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. And if you have a heart to reach Jewish people with the message of salvation, but don't know how to start the conversation, then we have a book you'll want to request right now. It's called How to Introduce Your Jewish Friends to Messiah, and it shows you how to share the hope and love of Messiah with anyone. 
especially your Jewish friends, while empowering you to leave the fear and trepidation of witnessing behind. Scripture tells us there's a blessing for those who bless God's chosen people. So please, take part in this wonderful opportunity today by requesting how to introduce your Jewish friends to Messiah. You can do that online when you visit chosenpeople.com offer. Once again, that's chosenpeople.com offer. Welcome back. You are listening to The Chosen People. And coming up right now, we have a very special treat. Alan Shore is with us, and he is going to be transporting us way back in time. That's right, Bobby. We're so thrilled to have Alan here, who has presented a one-man show on the life of the Apostle Paul hundreds of times throughout the country and across other countries as well. And when Alan does that, he brings us all the way back to the first century experience of this great Messianic Jewish Apostle. So, friends, let me introduce to you the Apostle Paul. Well, hello. Very good to be with you. Shalom, shalom. I've been asked to talk a little bit about my life, and particularly for my heart for my beloved kinsmen, the Jewish people. You know, I was born in Tarsus, which was a flourishing and cosmopolitan city with a great university, public buildings, beautifully wrought mosaics, idols at the city's gates, and I was steeped in Greek and Roman culture, exposure to many, many languages, many ways of thinking, but first and foremost, I was anchored in my Jewish identity and my Jewish life, my parents had a workshop and I learned the skill of tent making. But when I was of an age, they sent me to continue my studies in that city of all cities, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. There were no pagan shrines or pleasure palaces where men turned themselves into swine, but the living stones of spiritual destiny. Its very breezes seem to carry the voices of David and Solomon, the thunderings of Isaiah, the still, small voice of the Eternal. I sat at the feet of the great Gamaliel, a Pharisee, whom I would be spiritual son, perpetually curious, perpetually learning, the law, the law, the law, the Ten Great Commandments, the criminal code, the rules of liturgy and sacrifice, eating and washing, harvest and gleaning, bond and free. It left out nothing. It answered everything. And never for a moment would I have believed that it was only a, a schoolmaster to teach us our inadequacy and lead us to Messiah. Well, after my studies, I was thirsty for action, and I had developed a, an unreasoning hatred to these followers of the way, these followers of Yeshua. And I went before the Sanhedrin and reminded them that I'd already had some success. And they seeing, though I, he was young, I was a, a man of force and purpose. And they gave me the, the documents that I needed to pursue these followers of the way, which I did all the way as I set out for Damascus, a 10 days journey from Jerusalem. 
north through Galilee, across the dry plains toward Mount Hermon. And just as I began to see through the, the heat and the dust, the faint outline of Damascus, suddenly everything became very still. And I found myself gazing up into a pure and dazzling light. And I fell to the ground feeble and terrified and wondering if I was still a part of the present world. And then I heard the voice, the voice, serene and majestic, Shaul, Shaul, Lamach Tirdfani, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Well, I was astonished. I was amazed. I was ashamed. And yet I knew that it was Yeshua. And I knew that he had called me to a, a mighty work. I had been an instrument of destruction. Now I would become a vessel of grace and truth. A mighty work was beginning. So I preached the gospel, taking care never to build on any other one's foundation. And all of the time, my heart ached with longing so that my beloved kinsmen would come to know the same grace and the same salvation that I had experienced and known, not only on that road to Damascus, but throughout my entire life. Realizing, as I did, that I had persecuted the faithful gave me, I believe I can say, a, a humility that enabled me to do nothing, nothing but to depend upon my Lord for strength. For I came to know that it is in our weakness that his strength is made most evident. And I long for my beloved kinsmen to know the gospel, to know the liberation of knowing and following Shua. And if my beloved kinsmen, having received the adoption and the promise and the covenants of mercy, may yet receive the greatest gift of all, salvation, if I, a mere man, hunger and thirst for that, what must the Lord, who has made us and shaped us and been our God all of these centuries, what must he feel? For by his death on the tree of execution, he has chosen from all peoples everywhere. And salvation can be ours if we will truly receive it. And that supreme love gift is ours to claim, provided once we've accepted it, we fight to keep it and to follow him and to turn away from the counsels of darkness. That is the song and the story that I have lived from the very day that I arose from the dust of the road to Damascus to follow my Messiah. At Chosen People Ministries, our desire is to share the good news of Jesus. Yeshua, the Messiah, with Jewish people in ways that are challenging, creative, and compelling. We can only accomplish this mission with the partnership, prayers, and financial support of listeners like you, who have the desire and a passion to reach out to Jewish people all over the country and enrich their lives with a message of hope and salvation. If that's you, please connect with us online. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com radio. 
or you can connect with us through the mail or over the phone. For those details and more, visit chosenpeople.com radio. Your partnership helps us continue the mission we started over 127 years ago. And for that, we say thank you. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back to the 21st century. You are listening to The Chosen People. And wow, Mitch, that was really incredible. I wish you could hear Alan do the entire thing. He might come to a local church near you if you send in a request to Chosen People Ministries. It was just a special treat for me, Bobby, just to hear uh, him say it. And uh, it's just so beautifully done. You know, Bobby, this reminds me of one of my favorite passages in the book of Romans, in Romans chapter 11, where this great messianic Jewish leader, the apostle Paul, writes, I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? And then what a powerful answer, even to himself, he says, may it never be. I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Paul always understood that he was a Jewish person, part of that covenant relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who was still Jewish and embraced Jesus as the promised Messiah, and that he was not alone. I love uh, verse 5 in the same passage. He says, in the same way, this is his conclusion, there has come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. What, what good news for all of us? Because we are a ministry, Chosen People Ministries. Our whole focus is reaching this remnant of Jewish people who will put their lives in the hands of the Savior, who will come to know Jesus, Yeshua, as Messiah and Lord. That's our goal in life is to communicate to them exactly what the Apostle Paul communicated, that if they believe in Jesus the Messiah, the fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old Testament, if they believe in him, then they can have forgiveness of sin and a new life transformed by the Holy Spirit of God. That is our goal. That was Paul's goal. And I just, I just loved what Alan did because it reminds me so powerfully of what the gospel is all about. Well, we're very glad that you joined us today. And if you would like to learn more about this program, about Chosen People Ministries, uh, then let me encourage you to stop by our website and explore. You'll find a variety of resources available to you, and you can even subscribe to our Inside Israel newsletter. To learn more or to sign up for the newsletter, just visit Chosen People Ministries at chosenpeople.com slash radio. And then if this radio program has touched your heart and you'd like to partner with us this year, we'd love to hear from you. We have short-term, long-term, and seasonal volunteer opportunities, or you can just let us know that you're praying for us. And if you'd like to give a financial gift to help keep this program on the air each week, you can send your donation to 241 East 51st Street, New York, New York, 10022, or you can give online at chosenpeople.com radio. Now let's close out our program with the ironic blessing from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. Yidrech Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er Adonai panavalecha v'ikunecha 
Yisadonai panavalecha v'yasem lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The Chosen People is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries.